0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Play ball. This is the Locked On Reds Podcast. Opening day, just eight days away, and well, it snowed today. Great to be with you. I'm James Orpine on Twitter. At James RPN at Locked On Reds, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. And as always, LockedOnReds.com. Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, coming up in just a minute from Goodyear. Great to be with you today. And uh, we're adding writers to LockedOnReds.com. Added a couple yesterday. We're getting in the swing of things. Opening day, eight days away. The goal for the site is to be pumping out regular content uh, in eight days when the season starts. And I want to talk about the season for a second as we uh, get uh, RedsMinorLeagues.com, Doug Gray on going to ask him about Hunter Green and a whole bunch of other stuff, but I'm worried about the rotation a little bit. I'm worried it's going to be more than than just a a roller coaster of a season. One of the reasons why is either Amir Garrett, Tyler Malley, and I'm going to ask Doug this, one of those players, and they're both pitching very well this spring, probably not going to make the rotation because of Brandon Finnegan. Right now those guys look prepared, look like they're ready to go, look like they should be in the rotation. Brandon Finnegan... He's dealt with injuries. He's been off for essentially over a year. How will he play? How will he perform? That's a question mark. That's a concern. No Anthony Discafani? That's a concern. Homer Bailey? Certainly a concern. And the list goes on and on and on with concerns about the rotation. And with that, let's talk about one of the bright spots uh, when it comes to Reds pitchers and prospects. And uh, we'll do that with Doug Gray. Redsminorleagues.com. Really good stuff from Doug on Hunter Green on his website. Now it's uh, linked. There's a link to it at LockedOnReds uh, on Twitter and LockedOnReds.com because uh, there's a video, and Doug uh, is on Twitter, at Dirt 24 Doug, there's a video of you uh, that, that you took, rather, not of you, <laughs> of Hunter Green throwing, and I watched it, and I'm not – I'll be honest. I've never watched in my life a pitcher throw on YouTube. I did today – uh, interesting. It sounds like you're a fan of Hunter Green. Again, we link to, to your piece at lockedonreds.com. You saw him in person yesterday. What did you think about Hunter Green and his performance?
1: Yesterday was the first time that I got a chance to see Hunter Green in person, and I mean, I, it was not disappointing. Um, in, in the first inning, he was facing uh, he, he played he picked in an in, in answer squad game, so he's facing his own teammates, uh, guys that are in Reds camp, and I mean, he was. Our, it wasn't fair for some of those kids. It wasn't. He's clearly more advanced than any of those guys he was facing. You know, he was 94 to 96 in that first inning. He touched 97 a few times. But I. it, w- it was fun to watch games. It, it really was. He was mixing in his slider, his curveball, his changeup, and the fastball. I mean, he was using his whole arsenal. And then, I mean, the second inning that he went out, it was even better. It, it, w- it really was fun to watch. And, you know, there were some other big names pitching on the backfield that day. Brandon Finnegan was pitching on one field and Luis Castillo was pitching on the other. And I'll be honest, there was probably more buzz going on on the field that had Hunter Green going than those two guys. Um, you know, I mentioned in the article on the site, Jill Morgan rolled up and his—he's got his own little personal golf cart that he drives around the fields with. And he came over and he got right behind home plate and he watched Hunter Green for both of his innings. And I mean, it was—it was fun. It was—it was real good.
0: Yeah, and and I I just. I talked about this, let's say, it's Wednesday. I talked about it on on Monday. Chris Welsh tweeted about Hunter Green, said he was as advertised and then some. It sounds like you have the same impression after your first uh, time watching him.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I mentioned the stuff being really good, and everybody knows the fastball's there. You know, that, that second inning he went out, he was 96-98, to 98, and he touched 99 twice. And it, it's so easy velocity for him. Like, it doesn't look like he's trying to throw hard. He's got very clean mechanics. And the ball just explodes out of his hand. Um, I mean, James, you don't don't see guys like that too often. Now, I've only been doing this for for 12 years, but I've seen a lot of pitchers in that time. And there's only a few guys that I can think of that had that easy velocity like he does. Um, But really what stood out is just how advanced he is for his age. Hunter Green is 18 years old right now. You know, he was drafted last year the number two overall pick. If he were eligible for this year's draft, he'd still be younger than some of the high school players that are going to be taken that like he's, he's still incredibly young, and yeah. he just, he, he's different than guys his age are. So, that, that's, I mean, even looking at stuff, that's what stood out to me more.
0: You can watch Hunter Green. There's a link to it at LockedOnReds.com. There's a, a nice write-up that Doug did as well in the video, about 13 minutes long, worth your time. So I encourage you to check that out. Doug, you mentioned he's 18, and he's been on the cover of Sports Illustrated it he was called. It, was he called the LeBron James of Pitch I don't know if he was or not, but it feels that way to me. Everyone says how he's different. Every it, it seems like these expectations for Hunter Green are insane, and and so far it seems like he it's not bothering him. Like I don't know. I I got a big head at times when I was eighteen. When when a, a girl thought I was attractive, you know. And, and Hunter Green's out there, and Joe Morgan's stopping and watching him, and all these people are. Uh, throwing googly eyes at Hunter Green, and it seems like he's handling it pretty well.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you, James. I can't imagine the how I would have dealt with that kind of pressure at that young of an age. I mean, he's just, I mean, as far as everything we've seen and that we know, he's handled it just as good as you could possibly imagine. Anybody doing it, much less somebody his age. I mean, he seems so mature both on and off the field. And, I mean, you know, this is a guy hes doing charity work, I mean, he was doing charity work, you know, when he was still in high school, using his popularity and, you know, just everything that he's known for to to do good things for his local community. And, And I'm not saying that other guys don't do that, but it really stands out with just the maturity and the way that he has an outlook on life in terms of things like that that you just don't see too often with guys his age.
0: Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com, is joining us as he does every week. Let's go and and let's talk about another article you have at RedsMinorLeagues.com, and it's on Tyler Malley. And i got to be honest, I'm worried about the rotation a little bit. I feel like I'm more uneasy now than I was a month ago. Tyler Malley has been one of the bright spots, if you could call it that. What do you like about him, and do you think he's going to get a spot in the rotation? Well,
1: I'll start off by talking about what I like about Tyler. Uh, You know, he pounds the strike zone. And he's got three walks this spring with 15 strikeouts in 19.2 innings. I mean, you know, Brian Price has been preaching that since the day he got here as the pitching coach. He, he wants guys to throw strikes, and unfortunately, you know, it, over the past few years, we've seen a lot of guys that struggle with that. And that that just isn't what Tyler Malley does. You know, he gets out there and he throws strikes. Um, you know, I, I still wonder a little bit if he's got a, a big league out pitch. You know, something that's going to rack up strikeouts for him, but. I just I love what he's able to do with his fastball. I, I think that he can work off of that better than, well, probably anybody outside of Luis Castillo in the rotation. And, you know, I, I just think that, you know, he may not have that, you know, number one upside, but he seems like an incredibly safe bet to be a quality major league pitcher. And I think he's ready to do that right now. Um, now, whether he gets a rotation spot, you know, I I don't know. I, I would think that he does. And, you know, I, I think that, the four spots are locked up, assuming that Brandon Finnegan is going to be ready to go by the time they need that fifth starter. Um, you know, he, he did have that setback in spring and he, he pitched yesterday and he, he looked good. He, he got through it healthy. Um, but, you know, so I think it's going to come down to Tyler Malley and Amir Garrett. And you know, both of those guys have been incredible this spring. You know, not that I you know, mentioned what Tyler's done. Amir's got a 1.3 ADRA in his 13 innings this spring with three walks and 15 strikeouts. So, I mean, both of these guys have done absolutely everything within their power to say, hey, this is my spot in the rotation. And unfortunately, it, it seems like there's only going to be one spot. Now, what the Reds want to do, you know, I, I can't say for sure, but I will say this much. When they went into spring training, Tyler Malley was mentioned as a possible rotation candidate, and Amir Garrett wasn't. Uh, I had Like I said, it's tough to say which one, quote-unquote, deserves it more because I think they both have done everything in their power and they both deserve it if we're going to base it on anything involving spring training performance and numbers. But only one of them is going to get it. Now, Amir Garrett's going to be out of options this year, uh, so the Reds have less time to figure out what he's going to be. But he also started behind the eight ball um, in in the rotation battle, I guess. So it's going to be interesting, and I, I don't think there's a wrong decision choosing between those two right now. I just wish I had a better
0: feel of where the Reds were going to go with it. Yeah, me too. Me too because it it is interesting. It's it's also good to have. It's a good problem to have because whoever doesn't get it, it's not like Homer Bailey has been, you know, a clean beacon of health throughout his career. Same thing with Brandon Finnegan. Like odds are you're going to need a sixth guy at some point. Do do you envision that the guy that loses the competition to be in AAA or to be in the bullpen? Where, where do you think that Tyler Malley or Amir Garrett, whoever gets the short end, where they end up?
1: Well, I would hope that they wind up in AAA as a starter. Uh, I, I think that that would just be, I mean, yeah, as you mentioned, it's not like the Reds have, you know, some long track of good health when they're starting pitching the past couple of years. So they're, they're definitely going to need somebody. And with the way that these two guys have pitched, you, you'd hope that they would keep those guys in the rotation. Uh, I don't i don't think there's any chance that they'd put Tyler Malley in, in the bullpen in the big leagues. Uh, with Amir Garrett, I, I think there is a chance, but I would hope that given what he's shown this spring as a starter, that, they would, they would send him to AAA and tell him, hey, you're going to be the first guy that's called up as long as you keep doing what you've been doing.
0: He's Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Follow him on Twitter, at DougDirt24. Uh, one more for you. Nick Senzel gets sent to AAA, expected to me. Here's what I like about it, and tell me if I'm crazy. They've played him at third. He's succeeded there from what they've seen. They, they were like, okay, how about you try shortstop? He clearly gave them... At least some good signs played well. I know he hit well at the plate. He hit 286 in in the Cactus League. And now they're going to play him at second base. I like it because it shows that they're willing, they trust the kid, and they're throwing a lot at him. What are your thoughts on, on them kind of moving him around the diamond in the infield?
1: I can see both sides of it, James. And the thing that is interesting to me is it seems that Nick went to them and said that he, he wants to kind of know where he's going to play. And so... It, it seems that the Reds said, you know, we're, we're going to put you at second base in Louisville for the most part. And it, it sounds like they haven't given up on him at shortstop, and, you know, they're still going to get him some time at other positions. But it seems like second base is going to be that spot for him uh, in, in AAA right now. Personally, I would have probably said, let's stick with him at shortstop and see what happens. Um, you know, he, he played some second base in college, so he's got experience there. He's played the position before. He's probably more comfortable there. The Reds have a lot of second base options. I mean, even outside of Scooter Jeanette at the big league level, you've got Alex Blandino, you've got Dilson Herrera, you've got Shed Long. There, there are a lot of good options there, even if you don't consider Nick L at that spot. Shortstop, you really only have Jose Peraza. And if, if I, I think that if the Reds felt that there was even just a, a little bit of an idea that Nick L could make this shortstop thing work, it would have been more prudent to put him there. It's easier to transition from shortstop over to second base than the other way around. And given that Nixonville has more experience at second base, I would have liked to have seen him get more experience at shortstop.
0: Yeah. I See, that makes sense. I said that on the, the podcast. I said, well, if he could play yesterday, uh, I said if he could play short, well, clearly he can play second because even in I played in high school, but it's clear second's easier to play than shortstop. You know, it's easier to play than third base. So that that does make sense. Is there a reason? Is there a guy at shortstop in AAA that they really like that they they want to get reps that I'm missing?
1: I I, I can't. I don't think so. I mean, there there there's some guys that are shortstops in the minor leagues, but you have to go really far down the charts before you get to a guy who seems like he's a potential everyday starting player at shortstop. I mean, the, the, the guys that are there in, in full season ball, none of them OPS over 600 last year. So if the Reds have a plan that somebody from the full seasons or full season leagues, and that goes all the way down to Dayton in low A, is going to be an everyday shortstop, I don't know who they would be thinking of right now because every single one of those guys has – an enormous step to need to take forward it with the bat to even remotely be in that kind of conversation.
0: He's Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Make sure you check out, there's a link to it, his work on Hunter Green, really good write-up along with the video from Tuesday's game. Check that out, com. He's on Twitter, at DougDirt24, and he's kind enough to join us. Doug, I appreciate the time. We're eight days away from opening day, um, and it snowed today, so clearly it's baseball weather here in the Queen City. Oh.
1: I'm not going to be upset that I'm 2,000 miles away in Good Year right now. I I, I don't like the snow, and it's it's sunny and 75 right now. So
0: I feel like that's a that song.
1: Back home, and uh, hopefully it's gone by the time I get back on Tuesday.
0: Yeah, I I hope it is gone by the time you get back on Tuesday, Doug. I appreciate it as always. I'll talk to you soon. All right, thanks for having me on. No problem at all. That's Doug Gray, RedsMinorLeagues.com. Good stuff from him. I hope. That uh, the idea, Tyler Malley, the idea, Amir Garrett, maybe they both end up having to come up. Hopefully they continue to pitch well. Or maybe not. Maybe everyone pitches well in the Reds rotation and they don't need the other one. Or maybe Tyler gets it, pitches well, and Amir Garrett goes to the bullpen. There's all these options. And sometimes options are good. Other times, I don't know. It just, I have a bad feeling about it. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Reds podcast. You don't want me to lie to you, right? And just be like, yeah, I love the Reds rotation. Woo! Championship. Feeling a little uneasy. A little uneasy about the Reds rotation. But maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. I'm James Rapine. This has been the Locked on Reds podcast. By the way, we're on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, um, iTunes. There's links to it. I tweeted it out at Locked on Red. So if you need a link, if you'd prefer to listen to it on Spotify or Stitcher or Google Play or maybe iTunes. Uh, I listen to a lot of my podcasts on iTunes. I also have Spotify, but I usually use it for music. So it's totally your call. We're on all four platforms. Also, check out LockedOnReds.com. Adding new writers, new work will be up there shortly. And every single podcast is as is this one right now. LockedonReds.com. Also, a link to Doug's work, a link to the video of Hunter Green. Check that out uh, at lockedonreds.com. Thank you so much for listening until tomorrow. I'm James Erpine with your daily Reds fix here on the Locked On Reds podcast.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad free on Amazon Music.